for bringing Asher in the presence of God. It, we need it. We need it. We come in the morning, we're rushing to do all kinds of things, and our minds are all over the place. So we need some time to just meditate on his word, sing, and put our eyes on Jesus Christ, our Lord. So let's, this morning, just give me a few minutes to share what the Lord has put in my heart. And let's just put our eyes on him this morning. Pongamos nuestros, nuestros ojos en Jesús esta mañana. So will you please open your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, El Evangelio de Lucas, chapter 14. And we want to start reading from verse 25. So Luke, Lucas chapter 14, starting on verse 25. Lucas capítulo 14, versículo 25. If you have it, say amen. I don't hear many amens. If you don't have it, just raise your hand. We'll send somebody to help you. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> Praise God. Gospel of Luke, I pray that you bring your Bibles to church. I know it's a radical thing, I know, <laughs> but it's good to have. I know I love to have Bibles. I have my iPad here. I got all these gadgets. It's always good to have like a good old-fashioned Bible. You know why? Because this Bible doesn't receive texts <laughs> or news briefs or emails or phone calls. Sometimes when I'm reading my Bible on my phone, I get all these messages and I get distracted. So I just take this little old-fashioned book and find a quiet place to read, and guess what? I put away my phone and just have a good time with the Lord. So I, I, I urge you to do that. I urge you to just get yourself a, a good old-fashioned Bible and just find a quiet place where you can meditate on the Word of God, away from all distractions. So Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, Evangelio de Lucas, capítulo 14, verse 25. And there when great multitudes with him, that's Jesus. And he turned and said unto them, verse 26, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and comes the cost? whether he has sufficient to finish it. Let's happily, or just in case, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an ambassador and desires conditions of peace. Verse 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsakes not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the soul have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned with? Verse 35. It is neither fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. El que tiene oídos para oír, oiga. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your word is true, Father God. We thank you for what you're going to 
Tell us this morning through your word, Father God. I thank you, Lord. I pray again that you will take control of my words, my thoughts. You will take control of this service, Father God, and with Holy Spirit, do whatever you please this morning in us. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I titled this message, Pay Attention. This is going to cost you. Pon atención. Esto te va a costar. Pay attention. This is going to cost you. Pon atención. Esto te va a costar. For those, who, for those of you who don't know, besides being a pastor in this church, I also have another job. I work as a telecom engineer. And in that capacity, they sometimes send me to different parts of the world. So last December, uh, just before Christmas, I had the opportunity to go to Indonesia. Jakarta, Indonesia. Amen. It's a long trip, let me tell you. It's, it takes 24 hours to get there. So if you show the map on the, uh, on the screen, you'll see. Typically, you take a flight from Newark, and 14 hours later, you land in Tokyo. Then you take a little break of two hours, <laughs> and then you, you board another plane, and you go from Tokyo to Jakarta, which is the capital of Indonesia, and that's another eight hours or so. So if you like flying, by all means, do this trip. <laughs> but if you're like me, it is a grueling, grueling trip. It's about 10,000 miles, and it takes a whole day to get there. But I was able to go. And this was my first time in Indonesia. So I had no idea what to expect. It's a different country, you know, and it's mostly a Muslim country. It's, I think, 88% Muslim. And from what they told me over there, it's very conservative. There were lots of mosques. Había muchas mezquitas. And next to my hotel, across the street, they were everywhere. And the place where I was working, the building where I was at, in the afternoons, you could hear the calls for prayer. And then all of a sudden, everybody was gone. Because they had prayer rooms set up in every floor where you would see them praying. In the men's bathroom, they had an area where the men could wash their feet and hands as part of the ritual. So no me esperaba nada de esto en Indonesia. Muchos musulmanes. But what was strange to me is when I walk into the hotel lobby, what do I see? Christmas decorations. Pero en mi hotel había decoraciones de Navidad. I went to a couple of malls nearby. They all have Christmas decorations. Okay? Very peculiar. Very, very strange. So I was there for about two weeks. So estaba ahí como dos semanas. And that weekend that I was there, there was some kind of conference, some kind of Muslim conference, because I saw a lot of men, young and old, dressed in their you know, uh, attire. If you can show the picture. Uh, so they were dressed like this. That's the lobby, that's the restaurant in the hotel. And they were all around, all of a sudden. Men, young and old, walking around Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. So there was some kind of conference. So I was there Saturday morning, estaba el sábado en la mañana, eating my breakfast in the hotel, look among all these Muslim men. And what do I hear in the hotel sound system? ¿Qué oye esa mañana en el sistema sonido? Christmas songs. Cantones navideñas. And I'm not talking about Santa Claus is coming to town or Rod of the Red North Rain. No estaba hablando de las canciones de Santa Claus. They were playing Christmas hymns. Carols. Estaban tocando canciones 
cristiana. Joy to the world. The king has come. Let earth receive her king. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. So I'm sitting there listening. Estoy ahí oyendo. And I'm looking around all these men. They're having their breakfast, eating. And I wonder, were they listening? Y me puse a pensar, estaban oyendo. Now, keep in mind, most of them do not speak English. So even if they were listening to the words, they had no comprehension. So muchos de ellos no hablan inglés. So aunque oyeban las palabras, no comprendían. And that got me thinking about this. This is a picture of our spiritual conditions sometimes. Es una, 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 una imagen de lo que pasa espiritualmente. Unless you are born again, the words of this book make no sense to you. A menos que hayas nacido de nuevo, lo que dice este libro no tiene sentido. There are scholars of New Testament and Old Testament that know this book more than we do. They even read the original languages, yet they don't believe in God. But if you're born again, then God will open up your eyes and ears and give you understanding. But you have to be willing. Pero si has nacido de nuevo, el Señor te va a dar entendimiento. Pero te tienes que tener el deseo de oír. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to listen. So at the end of the story that we just read, Jesus is being followed by the multitudes, right? Jesús está siendo seguido por las multitudes. And then he turns around and says, if he, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. El que tenga oídos para oír, que oiga. He usually used this phrase in the Gospels whenever he wanted to bring a very important message. El Señor usaba esta frase para traer a colación algo importante. It basically means pay attention. That's basically what that means. Pay attention. So what is the message that the Lord was telling these multitudes that was so important for them to hear? So ¿Cuál era el mensaje que el Señor le estaba trayendo a las multitudes en este momento? So go back to me to the text in Luke 14. And I should ask you to keep your Bibles open because you know me, I like to go back to the, to the Word of God. Amen? So go to me and let's go back to the text on verse 25. He says that there were great multitudes with him, and he turned and said to them. So we see the multitudes following him. The Lord was very popular at one time. El Señor Jesús fue muy popular. You know why? He was giving away food. Didn't he feed the 5,000, the 4,000? He was healing. Él estaba sanando. Not just anyway, everybody, everybody that came to Jesus got healed. Todas las personas que vinieron a Jesús cuando él estaba en la tierra fueron sanadas. He put doctors out of business in entire towns. <laughs> All right? So, wouldn't you like to be part of that ministry? I would like to be part of a ministry like that where I can get free food and free healing. So, the multitudes were following him. Había multitudes siguiéndolo porque él estaba sanando y dando de comer. And then he turns around. And said, what's on verse 26? If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother, and wife and children, and brethren and sisters, in his own life he cannot be my disciple. Si alguno viene a mí y no aborrece a su padre, madre, mujer, hijos, hermanos y hermanas, y aún también su propia vida, no puede ser discípulo. He was saying, pay attention. 
there is a cost. You want to follow me? Great. ¿Me quieres seguir? Perfecto. But there is a cost. Pero hay un costo. You want to be a follower of Christ? There is a cost to pay. Hay un costo. And that's what he was telling the, telling the, uh, the, uh, the disciples. The next slide, please, if you don't mind. There is a cost to being a disciple of Christ. El ser un discípulo de Dios requiere un costo. I think that is the easiest way to empty a church. <laughs> Amen? When you ask for something. But what do you mean I must hate my father and mother and my children? Isn't God a God of love? ¿Lo que quiere decir que tengo que odiar a mi madre? My sweet dear mom, I have to hate her. Mi querida mamá, la tengo que odiar. Well, you have to be very careful when you read the Bible because the, the Lord is using what we call a hyperbole, a figure of speech, una figura retórica, where he is exaggerating something to make a point. Cuando está exagerando algo para hacer un It's like saying, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Right? How many are like that right now? Because you're looking at me like, you know, you're very hungry. You don't mean that literally, right? But you want to make a point. Hurry up. Let's go. Get the food ready. Tengo tanta hambre que me voy a morir. No se está muriendo, hermano. Pero quiere que se apuren a cocinar o ir a comer. So that's what the Lord is doing. He's exaggerating to make a point. And what is he telling us? What is he saying? The Lord is saying, if you want to be my disciple, I must be first. Si quieres ser mi discípulo, tienes que ponerme primero. I must be, be first above your family, above your wife, your parents, your children. Tengo que ser, tienes que ponerme encima de tu familia. If you want to be my disciple, you don't have to be. That's a choice that we all have to make. Una, una, una decisión que tenemos que tomar. So how do we put our family before God? ¿Cómo es que ponemos a la familia antes de Dios? Well, let's say that you're married and your spouse is not a believer. And she wants you to stay home with her on Sunday mornings. What do you do? Right? That's, that's when you have a choice. Are you going to be a follower of Christ? Or you're going to put your family first? It got really quiet right now. I don't know what happened. Okay? Are you still there? By the way, if you don't have to, you don't have to say amen, but you can say ouch. <laughs> Very difficult, right? But you have a choice to make. What do you do? What do you do? If your son or daughter is very good at sports, si tu hija o hijo son buenos en deporte, and there's a great league that you can sign them up to get, you know, experience, hmm, but they play on Sunday mornings, what do you do? Your kid is asking you. What do you do? Tu hijo te está preguntando. Te quiere que lo. But you know, he's, he's going to be the great NFL player or el que va a jugar para el Barça <laughs> or something like that. What do you do? This is where you have to pay a cost to be a disciple. And this is. <laughs> Thank you, sister. I got one ouch. I don't expect to get too many amens, but at least a few ouch. <laughs> That's what the, I'm not saying this, by the way. No estoy diciendo esto. We just read that. Lo acabamos de leer. He said, you cannot be my disciple. 
unless you put me first. Tú no puedes ser mi discípulo a menos que me pongas primero. These are difficult choices. Yet, we had to make them. We had to make them if we want to be disciples. So, you want to be a disciple of Christ? It will cost you. The next slide, it will cost you. It will cost you relationships. The next slide, please. I think uh, Steve and Dan are having lunch over there on the back. <laughs> Thank you. Mariah. Thank you. There you go. Being a disciple of Christ will cost you relationships. Thank you, brother. Ser un discípulo de Cristo te va a costar relaciones. Why? We just said it. But be careful what I'm saying here. If you're married in that situation, I'm not telling you to leave your wife or your husband. Okay? I don't want to be fired tomorrow. <laughs> but Pastor does hear my message, by the way. All right? You stick around and you'll be a testimony. And if you're in a situation, if you need help, please come and see me. Okay? We can help you through that situation. Si estás en una situación así, difícil, y necesitas ayuda, come and talk to me. Okay? That's what I'm here for. Come and talk. You're a parent. You have a difficult situation with your children. Come and talk to somebody. Come and talk to me. Okay? I'm available. I'm here to help. Like not in a Sunday morning, it's hard to go through all the circumstances by on a message. So just be clear of what I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to leave them in that sense, but you got to put Christ first. Tienes que poner a Cristo primero. Encima de cualquier relación que tú tengas. For instance, I known young men that have accepted the Lord. They're joyful, excited. Yo he conocido jóvenes que han aceptado al Señor y están bien entusiasmados. And they want to learn from God and but they have a girlfriend. And the girlfriend is not so excited about the situation. And over time, the boy that was once overjoyed is no longer overjoyed and falls by the wayside. I've seen that. I've seen that happen. We had to make a decision. There is a cost to pay if you want to be a disciple of Christ. Hay un costo que tienes que pagar para ser discípulo. You had to may cost you some relationships. It may cost you, te va, puede costar ciertas relaciones. You want to be a disciple of Christ, it will cost you. Si quieres ser un discípulo de Cristo, te va a costar. But there's more. <laughs> Let's look at verse 26 and 27. Again, he says, If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brother, and sister, and yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. El que no lleva su cruz y viene en pos de mí no puede ser mi discípulo. Yes, there will be a cost to pay. Hating yourself and taking your cross is a symbol of self-denial. El aborrecerse a sí mismo y traer la cruz quiere decir que te estás negando a ti mismo. It's a symbol for self-denial. So being a disciple of Christ will cost you your dreams and desires. So ser un discípulo de Cristo puede costar tus sueños y deseos. They may be good. You may have good desires. 
professional athlete, musician, architect, engineer, buy a house, get married. But what if buying that house, now you need three jobs to maintain it? So si compras una casa, necesitas tres trabajos para mantenerlo. And now you have no time to read the word, to pray, to congregate. Was that house a blessing? Or was something that you wanted? Algo que tú deseabas. So there during you had to basically ask yourself, tienes que preguntarte a ti, what is the motivation behind those dreams and those desires? ¿Cuál es la motivación que está detrás de esos sueños y esos deseos? We have to ask ourselves, is this motivated by mine? This is what I want? Or this is something the Lord put in my heart? The Lord desires to put it, the Lord put in my heart has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's about somebody else. Muchos de los deseos que el Señor pone en mi corazón es acerca de otras personas. Self-sacrifice. So yes, being a disciple of Christ will also cost your dreams and your desires. Do you want to marry a person because he is the person that the Lord put in, put in, in this life for you? ¿Quieres casarte con esa persona porque el Señor la puso en tu camino? Or because you just want that person? Even though the red flags are flying all over there. <laughs> the red flags, I can see them. You can see them too. For those of you who are single, who are young, and are listening to me right now, pay attention. Pay attention. Pon atención. Todos los que están solteros, jóvenes, pay attention. Pay attention. Marriage is a wonderful thing. I've been married 19 years, I think. My wife is not here to correct me, so. But it can be a nightmare if it is not God's will. Un, un eh, matrimonio pues, algo bello something that God created algo bello pero puede formarse en una pesadilla si no lo haces seg según la voluntad de Dios so pay attention you want to be a disciple of Christ there's a cost to pay and sometimes you will have to give up those dreams and those desires to serve the Lord but beyond just your dreams and desires, being a disciple can cost your life. Ouch. Some, if you want to be a disciple of Christ sometimes, it may cost you your life. Puede costar tu vida. It's happening here in the U.S. If you show up the next map, Mariah, you don't mind. This is a map from Voice of the Martyrs, Voice de los Martyrs. They track how many, is, I know it's hard to read, but that's not the point. They track how nations are hostile or restricting Christianity in the world. So you see all those dark areas, dark blue, light blue, those are countries where Christians are even being persecuted or they're restricted. Son lugares donde el cristianismo está restringido o perseguido. In many, in many places, many countries, when you become a Christian, that's a death sentence. In muchos países, el ser cristiano es una sentencia de muerte. You are far from your family, from your job, and then you got to run for your life. That's how serious it is. 
That's how serious it should be. It's a serious thing. El ser un discípulo de Cristo es algo serio. It is something that is serious. And you have to make a decision. By the way, this is not to scare you. And young guys, and I don't want to scare you. No quiero que tengan temor. It's not to scare you. It's to prepare you. Esto no es para asustarlos, para prepararlos. Be prepared. Don't get caught by surprise when you have to make a decision. No te agarren por sorpresa cuando tengas que hacer una decisión. It's just to prepare you. And I, again, it's not me. This is the Lord himself telling the multitude. I don't know if I could have done that. I have thousands of people following me. I don't want to say something hard. <laughs> si yo tuviera miles de, de seguidores, no quisiera decir algo difícil. Yet the Lord, so they need at this point to turn around. He saw this, turn around. Oh, yeah? You want to follow me? Great. But here's the cost. Check your family. Check your desires. Check your dreams. Check your life. They got to be second to me. Chequea tus deseos, tus sueños, tu vida, tu familia. Eso es secundario a mí. So you want to be a disciple, you need to count the cost. That is what verse 28 to 32 is telling us. He says, if you want to build a tower, those who are builders, you sit down first. It makes sense to sit down first and count the cost. How much is going to cost me? How many workers I need? How much time do I need? Right? Si vas a construir algo, buena idea sentarse a contar el costo. Do I have enough money? Do I need to get a loan? Do I have enough workers? Can I pay my workers? Because you can start a project, and the worst thing is for you to get halfway through the project and you run out of money. <laughs> lo peor que puede pasar cuando empieza un proyecto es que no, no lo puedas terminar porque te quedaste sin dinero. And people will say, wow, psh, look at this guy. <laughs> he said that he was going to build this big house, and look, house is halfway done, and he ran out of money. Or even worse, a king, a you go into war, it makes sense for the king to sit down and count. Do I have enough of an army? Do I have enough weapons? Are they well trained enough to win this war against this other king? Or should I just sit down and try to make peace? Tiene sentido, ¿verdad? Que un rey cuente cuánta fuerza tiene antes de ir a pelear. It's just common sense. Common sense. You see, before you do something, you sit down and count the cost. Antes de hacer algo, te sientas a contar el cost. And that's what Jesus is telling us in these verses. It's great that you want to follow me. I applaud you for all of you who made the decision to follow Jesus. But now is the time to count the cost. Pero es el tiempo de contar el cost. Now is the time to count the cost. Look at verse 33. It says, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Así pues, cualquiera de vosotros que no renuncia a todo lo que posee, no puede ser mi discípulo. In case it was not clear by now. <laughs> Por si acaso no fuera claro, the Lord summarizes it. Whoever of you, whoever, The, the invitation is for whoever. La invitación es para todo el mundo. There is no discrimination. The Lord welcomes everybody. 
but if you want to follow me, you must renounce it all. Tú tienes que renunciarlo todo. In the tabernacle, if you go to the next uh, slide, Mariah, in the tabernacle, there was, as soon as you enter the gates, the first thing that you encounter was the, the brazen altar. En el tabernáculo en el desierto, al entrar la puerta del tabernáculo, lo primero que encuentras es el altar de bronce. The brazen altar, where the smoke is coming out. You know why there is smoke? Okay, hay humo ahí? Because that was, that's where they will burn the sacrifices. So the as soon as you, so you are born again, that, that means you enter into the gate. Who's the gate? Jesus Christ. La puerta. Allá en the door, right? So you born again, you enter into the gate. Praise God, you're into fellowship. But before you can go any further into a deeper fellowship with God, the brazen altar, el altar de bronce is waiting for you. You must bring a sacrifice. The Lord required every male to bring a sacrifice. There was no excuse. There was whether you're poor or rich, you had to bring a sacrifice. That was a requirement from every person in the Old Testament. So, es un requisito para todos traer un sacrificio. So, you're born again. Great. You come into the gate. Embracing altar. Ooh. It's a sin offering you have to give. You have to bring an offering and burn it all and leave it at the altar of grace. Traes tu sacrificio. And then you can go on to the next step. And the next step. So it's the same picture that Jesus is basically telling us. You want to be my disciple, there is a cost. Quieres ser más discípulos, hay un costo. Te va a costar algo. You must be willing to give up everything for Christ. And the tabernacle shows a picture of this. Before you could go any further, you had to bring a sacrifice, burn it, and leave it at the altar. And this is a daily thing for us Christians. Y esto es algo diario, un diario vivir para nosotros los cristianos. It's a daily thing for us Christians. That's what Paul says, Romans 12, 1. I'm going to put it up here, but you please look it up when you get home, so you believe me. <laughs> but Paul says, I beseech you, in other words, I urge you, therefore, my brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Así que, hermanos, os ruego por las misericordias de Dios, que presentéis vuestros cuerpos en sacrificio vivo, santo, agradable a Dios, que es vuestro culto racional. Here's Paul telling us exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. El señor Pablo no está hablando lo mismo. You have to present yourself. Your family. Familia. Your children, if you have children. Boyfriend, girlfriend, if you have no marriage. But to present your dreams. I have dreams. Yeah, I do. <laughs> to sueño. I have desires. Yo tengo. So you have to present the all before the Lord. And at the altar of grace. And have them burn it. Whatever stands can continue. That's what the Lord is going to do. Burn. Whatever is junk, it will be left behind. Okay, basura algún sueño tuyo que no es del Señor, algún deseo tuyo que no es del Señor, es con la vida por una vez, se va a ser quemado. You must bring 
yourself a living sacrifice. That is what we must do if we want to be disciples of Christ. A daily, it's in a daily, every day we must get up and ask ourselves, am I willing to pay the cost of being a disciple today? Estoy dispuesta a pagar el costo de ser un discípulo hoy. But I don't want to leave you just with that and say, wow. Some of you may be thinking, wow, I had to pay all of that to be a disciple. Tengo que pagar todo ese costo para ser un discípulo. But that's great news. The reward of being a disciple far exceeds the cost. La ganancia de ser un discípulo es mucho más grande que el costo. The reward of being a disciple of Christ far exceeds the cost of discipleship. Let me say it again. The reward of being a disciple of Christ far exceeds the cost of discipleship. El costo es más, la ganancia es mucho mayor que el costo. And this morning, I don't have time to, I need another hour to go through all the rewards of being a disciple of Christ. Hay mucha ganancia de ser un discípulo de Cristo. Joy, Peace, gozo, self-control. The world tells you, do whatever you want, as long as you're not, you know, harming anybody. The Lord gives you self-control. You need self-control sometimes. You might get in trouble, right? The Lord gives you forgiveness. El Señor te da perdón. Thank you. The world will not forgive you. They will find your your picture from Facebook from 20 years ago or 10 years ago, and they will bring it up. <laughs> For those of you who like to put your things in Facebook, be careful. Once it's up there, it's out of your hands. You can delete as many times as you want to. It's not going away. And the world will not forgive you. El mundo no te va a perdonar. They find stuff. If they want to find something, believe me, we all got the skeletons and dirt. We all do. Christ will forgive you. El Señor te va a perdonar. Yeah, you were foolish when you did that. You did not know better. You were not my son. I have forgiven you. Te he perdonado. Te he salido esa cosa, esa tontería que hiciste. So the world will not give you. The Lord will give you forgiveness, joy, peace, eternal life, vida eterna, grace, mercy. Go before a judge and ask for grace. <laughs> it's hard. You might get it. You may not get it. But the Lord will give you these things. So the reward of being a disciple is much greater than the cost. El, la ganancia de ser un discípulo es más, mucho mayor que ser el coste. But there is a cost. But there is a cost. But hay un costo. And you must count it. You must count the cost and be willing to give it up. Keeping in mind the reward. Paul said, just keep in mind that that's my goal over here, to be with Christ. And there's whole things holding me back, but I got to keep my eye on the goal, right? Like a runner, those of you who run, right? You, you get tired, your muscles hurt, but you keep your eyes on that target. I need to finish the race. I don't care how much I'm hurting right now. My goal is to cross that line. 
The same thing being a disciple of Christ. There's a cost. The cost today will be one thing, tomorrow may be another thing. El costo mañana puede ser otra cosa. But keep your eyes on the price. Lord, I want to be with you for eternity. Señor, quiero estar contigo. Lord, help me. Ask him, help me. I can't take it anymore. The pain is too much. El dolor es mucho. But you keep that eyes on the price. You keep that eyes on the price. Mantén tus ojos firmes en él. You keep that eyes on the price and the Lord will just carry you there. El Señor te va a llevar. I know he has carried you through many of you to this point. He's carried me through and my family. But today I have to make a decision. Am I going to continue the race or going to be held back because there's something that I don't want to give up? And I encounter many dear brothers and sisters who are stuck in the race. Because there's something they're not willing to give up to be disciples of Christ. Okay? And I don't want that to happen to anybody. I don't want it to happen for me, for my family. I don't want it to happen for any of you. We must count the cost. And remember the reward. That joy. There's pain, but there's joy. There's fulfillment. As you deny yourself, you become the person that God wants you to be. Because yourself is junk. <laughs> El me is basura. But what God wants me to be is something great. Because it's a reflection of his son, Jesus Christ. So as I deny myself, I'm becoming the self that God created me to be. As I deny myself, I became the self that God created me to be. Which is far greater than anything else I can imagine. Es mucho mejor la creación que Dios ha hecho en mí que lo que yo quiero ser. It's much, much great, better. So keep that in mind, but there is a cost. And that's what Jesus was telling the multitude. There is a cost. The reward is great, but you must count the cost. Tienes que contar el costo de ser discípulo. We talk a lot about making disciples. Since I was born again, there's classes and programs and processes and what have you about making disciples because that's what we're called to do. We're called to make disciples. But are we being a disciple ourselves? Que nosotros somos discípulos? Are we being a disciple ourselves? We are called to make disciples. And the processes, the classes, the programs, they may help you, but guess what? Programs do not make disciples. Programas no hacen discípulos. Sunday school classes don't make disciples. Las clases de domingo no hacen. There may be components of that will help you make disciples, but a process doesn't make a disciple. A disciple makes a disciple. Un discípulo produce a disciple. It's the law of nature. Cats can only produce what? Cats. Try to get a dog out of a cat. <laughs> doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Los gatos solo producen gatos, los perros, perros. You're not going to get a horse out of a dog, no matter how many breeds you do. <laughs> so why do we do that with discipleship? You want to create disciples. You need to be a disciple yourself because only disciples make disciples. All discípulos pueden producir 
discípulo. So at the end of the day, that's what the Lord is telling us. Do you have ears to hear? ¿Tienes oídos para oír? Do you have ears to hear? I think everybody has ears, by the way. <laughs> But are you hearing? Are you listening? Estás poniendo atención. Pay attention. The Lord is saying to you, pay attention. El Señor está diciendo, pon atención. There is a cost. There is a cost to, for being a disciple. But the reward is much, much greater. Be willing to listen. Be dispuesta a oír. Be willing to listen. The Lord is speaking. I know he's speaking to many of you right now. If you're just willing to listen. Be dispuesta a oír. El Señor te quiere. The Lord wants to talk to you. I know it happens to me. I get so busy and then I realize the Lord wanted to talk to me. But I left him because I got busy in doing good things. Amen? But I got busy. We all need to be willing to listen. You're born again? Perfect. Great. Bring your stuff to the altar of of uh, burn offering and leave it all behind. You want to make disciples? That's what we've called to you. So be a disciple yourself. Be willing to, cost, to count the cost and leave it all behind for Christ. Si quieres hacer discípulos, tienes que ser un discípulo tú primero. Y contar el costo y dejarlo todo atrás para seguir don al Señor. Keep your eyes on the price. Keep your eyes on the price. Mantén tus ojos en el premio. Keep your eyes on the price. It's one step at a time. It's not a, in a sprint. No una carrera de rapidez. It's a marathon. Keep an eye. It's one step at a time. Un paso diario. Keep your eyes on the price. Let's pray. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Do you have ears to hear this morning what the Lord is speaking to you? Tienes oídos para oír lo que el Señor está hablando esta mañana. Lord, I thank you for your word. Te doy gracias, Señor, por tu palabra. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for loving us so much that you will tell us this message. Y te doy gracias, Señor, porque tú nos quieres tanto que nos das este mensaje. Thank you, Lord, that you were not afraid to lose the crowds, but you were because you needed to tell us a hard truth, but a truth nonetheless that will set us free. Señor, estas verdades son difíciles, pero nos liberan. I pray right now that the Holy Spirit will speak to each and every one of us here in this place. Pido que el Espíritu Santo toque a cada uno de nosotros en este lugar. Whether you're young or old, whether you've just, just been born again today or 20 years ago, it doesn't matter. You must count the cost. Tú tienes que contar el costo de ser discípulo de Cristo. Thank you, Lord. Let's move in this place, Father God. Muévete, Señor Jesús. Move in this place. Move, Holy Spirit, in this place. Muévete, Señor Jesús. Muévete, Señor. Holy Spirit, move.
gracias Señor Jesús muévete Padre Santo muévete Señor Jesús if there's anybody here that you're not even a disciple see to be a disciple you need to be born again that's the first step you must take so if there's anybody here who has not taken that step yet today is your day hoy es tu día si hay alguien aquí que no ha aceptado al Señor hoy es tu día don't wait for tomorrow forget about the past olvídate del pasado if you're willing to receive him today he will forgive you of whatever you have done if you're willing to receive him today so when I give an invitation right now if you have not been born again you have never repented from your sins and have said to the Lord Jesus Christ today is your day today is the day of salvation hoy es el día de la salvación si hay alguien aquí que nunca se ha entregado al Señor or maybe you cannot do it years ago but you're not sure don't leave this place without being sure where you stand with the Lord do not leave today without being sure no se vaya ahora sin tener la certeza because once you're born again you will know so I'm going to give an invitation right now I don't know you it doesn't matter how many years you've been to go into a church but if you have never accepted the Lord as your Savior if you have never repented from your sins what I want you to do is I want you to stand where you are so I want to pray with you if there is anyone here in this place who has never ever given their life to the Lord who has never repented but wants to do it this morning alguien aquí que quiera arrepentirse de sus pecados aceptar Señor I want to give an opportunity right now to stand where you are in your pews I've done it many of us have done it it's an opportunity for you right now do not let the opportunity go by Father you know the people that are in here you know their hearts I pray that you will touch them right now Father God and that you will talk at their hearts tócalo Señor Jesús si alguien aquí que necesita recibirte, háblale en este momento, Señor Jesús. Do not lose your opportunity, bro. That's the first step we must make if we want to be disciples of Christ. We must come to the gate of the tabernacle, which is Jesus Christ. Tienes que entrar a las puertas del tabernáculo que es Jesús. Again, if there is anyone here, do not leave this room today without making sure that you are born again because tomorrow is not promised but today you have the opportunity right now and I don't want to leave I want to wait I have nowhere else to go I don't mind waiting and tearing and let the Holy Spirit do his work I don't want to miss anybody no quiero perder a nadie I'm going to wait a few more minutes and let the Lord speak to you. Deja que el Señor te hable a ti. If you need to make that step, believe me, it's the greatest thing I ever did. Fue el mejor paso que he tomado en mi vida. My only regret is I didn't do it sooner. Ojalá lo hubiera hecho más temprano. I would have saved myself a lot of headaches. 
want to take that step today, just stand where you are, and I will pray with you. And I will introduce you to the king. Thank you, Lord. So this is your house. Have your way in this place, Holy Spirit. This is your house. So now, if you're born again, you've been following Christ, but something touched you today, there's something that you must give. There's a price that you still got to pay. The Lord is telling you there is something that you must give up to follow him, whether it's family, whether it's a desire that you have in your heart, whether it's some material thing. If you're born again, you're a disciple, but the Lord is telling you today, my child, you need to leave that if you want to follow me. What I want you to do is I want you to stand where you are. I want to pray. Just stand where you are. I want to pray with you. If there's something that the Lord is telling you right now, you must give up to be a follower of Him. Just stand where you are. Nobody's judging you. I'm not judging you. That's not my prerogative. I'm not going to who's God. I myself going to be judged by the king one day. And every word that I say today, he's going to bring it to me. And if I say something that is contrary to his word, he's going to call me on that. But right now is your opportunity to give up. Bring that is holding you back to the brazen altar. Trae eso que te está sosteniendo al altar de bronce. So whatever... If the Lord is speaking to you right now, just stand where you are. Just stand where you are. Lord, have your way in this place, Father God. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Nobody should be looking right now. We all should be having our eyes closed and praying because this is between you and God, not between you and your neighbor. Esto no es con tu vecino. One day, we all going to have to stand before God and give an account of every single decision that we made. And your spouse is not going to be next to you. Or your children are not going to be next to you. It's going to be you and the Lord, one-on-one. -on -one. Same thing right now. This is between you and God. Even between you and me, between you and God. If there's something that is holding you back, and the Lord is asking you to give that, just stand where you are because I want to pray with you. Do not leave this room without leaving that behind you so you can have a closer walk with the Lord. Do not leave this room today. Do not let this opportunity pass you by. Do not leave this room today. Do not leave this room today. The Lord is here right now. It is not me. These are not my words. We read in this morning. You want to be a disciple of Christ. Some of you are standing on the sideline. Algunos de ustedes están trabados. Because there's something holding you back. I don't need to know what it is. 
Yo necesito saber lo que es. The Lord already knows what it is. You cannot hide it from Him. Tú no puedes esconder. The Lord already knows what's holding you back. So just give it to Him. And remember the reward is greater than whatever you're giving up for Him. La ganancia es mucho mayor que el costo de lo que, lo que sea lo que el Señor te está pidiendo. Father, have your way in this place, oh Lord. You know your people. Father, you know your dear brothers and sisters who are standing right now. I pray that you will touch them. I pray, Lord, because they were sensitive to your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that had decided to follow you, that they want a closer walk with you. So right now, through your Holy Spirit, move, Father God. Move, Lord, Father God. Touch them right now, whatever they are, whatever their needs are, whatever they have to give up, Lord, Father God. Just touch them right now. Give them more and more of your grace, Lord, Father God, empower them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Praise, Lord. Praise you, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in this life, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Muévete, Señor Jesús. Muévete, Padre Santo. Muévete, Señor Jesús. Thank you, oh Lord, Father God. Thank you for my sisters and my brother who's standing right now. You will give him grace and more of your Holy Spirit. More of your Holy Spirit in their life, oh Lord, Father God. More of your Holy Spirit in their life, oh Lord, Father God. Fill them with your Holy Spirit right now, oh Lord, Father God. Because you have promised whoever asks that you will give to them the greatest gift of all, the gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Give him more of your Holy Spirit, Father God, in their life. Gracias, Señor Jesús. Dale de tu Espíritu Santo, Señor Jesús. The Lord is willing to give you everything. The greatest gift, the Son Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit, Lord, to help you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. We praise you, Lord, for what you're doing in this life, Lord, Father God. Thank you, Lord. May your Holy Spirit move, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Now, if we can all stand, and I ask the musicians to come back. We want to sing one last song. And just remember, acuérdense, the Lord loves you. Señor los quiere. That's why he said the things that he said. Por eso dijo las cosas que él decía. Because he doesn't want any one of you to perish. Él no quiere que nadie se pierda. So don't hold back. Even after you leave the service, if the Lord touches you. Wherever you are in your room, you don't need anybody to pray over you. Just confess that to the Lord. Confiesas al Señor. But don't lose the opportunity. No pierdas esa oportunidad. The Lord is near to those who call upon Him. The Señor está cerca de los que The Lord is near. The Lord is near. The Señor está cerca. All you gotta do is call upon the name of the Lord. The only name 
given to men by which we can be saved. El único nombre dado a los hombres por el cual podemos ser salvos. The beautiful name of Jesus Christ. We sang about him this morning. Let it not just be a song. No dejes que sea solamente una canción. Let it be that your daily life. That as people see you, they will see not you anymore, but a reflection of Jesus Christ in your life. Wouldn't that be wonderful? As you're walking through your job, that people will just shake. <laughs> say, wow, there's something different about that lady, about that man. I want to know what that is. And God will give you opportunities to share your faith as long as you reflect His glory. Praise God.